Before we get started, a word from 3BR, proud sponsor of the Review Podcast Network. The guys and gals over at 3BR Distillery are talented creators and purveyors of unusual craft spirits made in their kitschy Slavic punk-style tasting room in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique Gorovka spirit made from peas is an homage to their family recipe secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house over at 3BR Distillery, located at 7 Main Street, Keyport, New Jersey. All right, welcome back to Matt and Mike Read Comics. This is Mike. And I'm Matt. <laughs> and we read comics. We sure do. <laughs> How you doing today, Mike? I am doing well, Matt. Sorry about that mess up. Uh, that was all on me. I've done no, that plenty of times nah, before. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> We're good. Um, this week, wow, you pulled something out of your hat that I had thrown at you. I threw uh, the Amalgam Age of Comics at you. I said, hey, let's do the Amalgam Age of Comics. And you said... What did you tell me? Let's start at DC versus Marvel. Yes. And I was like, wow, this is going to be fun. <laughs> I loved every second of this. I had to go doing the research for this, I should say, because um, I had to go, you know, a lot of over the years, I've lost a lot of my old single issues that I mm-hmm. had, right, just moving and I didn't really take care of them and, you know, whatever. Um, and I found a uh, trade paperback version of the the four issue plus one, there's an additional one in here, limited series mm-hmm. of this. And as I was going through and reading it, first of all, an awesome trip, little down memory lane, right, remind me of being a kid but i also came to the realization i'm flipping through i'm reading the book and i'm like okay remember remember and i got to the last issue and i was like huh you know it just occurred to me i never actually read the finale wow of, yeah like i never actually knew how it ended so this was like a new thing for me gotcha so it ends with what a homeless guy yeah. <laughs> so as as all things should as as everything in life should end with a homeless guy being like hey Sup? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this was this was it was a very weird ending. Yeah, a very weird ending, and I find again going back and reading this, the this came at a very interesting time. I think in both Marvel and DC continuity because it's very nineties, right? Oh my god! You yes. know, it's like it's after the death of Superman, so you got the Superboy clone. Ben Riley is Spider Man, right. right? You're in the the Aquaman Hook Arm era. Yes. Kyle Rayner is Green Lantern. There's a lot of like not status quo stuff yes, he's happening. Yes, still learning here. how to be a Green Lantern. Right? Superman still got the mullet. <laughs> he does have the but mullet. Yeah, oh my god! Um, Captain America just got. He had all of the. Super soldier serum taken out of his body, then put back in. Yeah. And it was crystallizing, and he, he was going to die. And then he is saved by the Red Skull. So yep. we're, we've got it's a very weird. And um, yes, it is, it is incredibly insane. And Lobo is at his height oh, yes. of popularity. Yes. During this. And so one of the things I found most fascinating, so what we're going to do is for our listeners here, we're going to talk about um, what Mike and I think should have actually happened in these battles because obviously it was all done by fan voting and you can clearly see based on certain characters that were popular at the time, that's how this played out because we'll have some things to say about some of these. But one thing I noticed that I had never realized before that I found really interesting, especially considering our last episode when we did the Treasury editions. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's, 
for by and large, like zero kind of continuity between the real Marvel and DC universe. Right. However, there is one bit in the first issue of this book when the universes first start to cross over, where Spider Man ends up in the DC universe. Well, everything is like kind of related. So Spider Man has an interaction with Joker, and Joker says, "Oh, he he knows who Spider Man is. He makes a com- he makes a comment because it's the Ben Riley costume. He says, oh, you've got a new tailor since the last time I saw you.' And you're like." Wait a minute. Like, it's the only time they ever make any kind of reference to that. And you're like, that's interesting. Because then that got me down the rabbit hole. I'm like, so is Superman and Spider-Man's crossover in the 70s? Is that now actually canon, right? <laughs> yeah. What if it, it should be canon. Uh, well, maybe. Or maybe it's like, that was a dream I just had. Yeah, you know, right. the Joker. Joker remembers all this shit. And, um, but I think that they did have a Batman-Spider-Man crossover with Carnage and the Joker. Oh, really? So, yes. Okay. Batman and Spider-Man met, um, I think, yeah, there was a bunch of crossovers. Like, um, Superman, they had that Treasury edition where uh, Superman is the Herald of Galactus. Yes. And he finds out that Galactus actually destroyed Krypton. <laughs> and you're like, Plot wait a minute, hold on, what the... Plot b- twist. Seriously, did... Is, is this approved by the Siegel family? <laughs> hold on a second. So, yeah, it and they had a whole bunch of other ones. They had uh, a Steve Rude, Superman, and uh, versus the Hulk. So that, that was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yep. And um, before we get into the, uh, the battles, I got to say this... It had been a while since I had read uh, some something with art by uh, Mr. Dan Jurgens. What a delight! What a he delight is. his art is. Yes. I really like it. He he has one of those talents where he can. You know how some artists are better suited at drawing certain characters, mm-hmm. right? He's one of those guys. I feel like he can draw anybody. Yes, he's he's very. Um, he's got a Kurt Swan esque yep. type of. You know, he he has an instinctive knowledge yep. of uh, the characters. Yep. No matter who it is. Um, all right, so let's talk about the first battle that happens, and I forgot, the 90s Thor with the the head wrap. Oh, my God, Was yes. this... So, so first question, though, because I honestly for, forget at this era. Was this actually... Thor, or was this still Thunderstrike? Because the costume no. was totally different. I think it's it actually Thor. Thor, right? Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, he's got the his. I mean, he's got a crop top on it. I just, it's a whole. It's so nineties. Yes. Oh my god. It's it is incredibly nineties. And this is not. Uh, I'm trying to think. When was no 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 no. Um, it was ninety six, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, this was yeah about a year before. Heroes Reborn. Heroes yeah. So Return. like onslaught hadn't happened yet. It was kind of leading Try- into that. Um, so this so this first battle actually is probably the most evenly matched. Um, of all the fights in this Marvel DC, it's it's Thor versus uh, Captain Marvel. DC Captain Marvel, of course, or Shazam, right. if you will. Um, Thor wins this battle by tossing his uh, tossing Mjolnir, 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 or, Mjolnir, yeah, um, into uh, into the lightning that he uses for Shazam. It kind mm-hmm. of short circuits that and and knocks him out. So this one, I feel like you know, can go either way when you think about their their power sets, right? You know, so this one I think is actually. Yeah, I'm okay with this. I have no issues with gotcha. Thor winning on this one. You know, fair, fair. Um, me, I have no no problems either. Thor is, if I had to put money on these two guys fighting, I would 
put my money on Thor. I would too, right? And you know, he especially when you consider that even power set similar Thor from a battle prowess perspective has got him beat by several thousand well, he, years. Uh, he's also got the. Um He's got the experience of, well, Solomon, Hercules. He's got the wisdom of Solomon, so he knows how to fight. Right. Uh, Hercules got the strength of Hercules, so they're evenly matched strength-wise. Uh, someone here, uh, Atlas, uh, stamina, Zeus, power. Yep. So that's when the you know the, the thunder and lightning come into play. <laughs> um, Achilles, speed. Speed, yep. And Merc, uh, wait a minute. No, speed of no, Apollo, Achilles. right? Achilles is uh, my opponent. My apologies. Achilles is um, invulnerability. Invulnerability, right. In the speed of Apollo, I think yes. it is, right? Yeah. Um, Mercury. Mercury, got it. Um, so that one was pretty straightforward. Second battle was Namor versus Aquaman. Now, this one, I, they they seem to make it make you think it's more evenly matched. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like just if we're talking about straight power, Namor is way stronger than Aquaman is, Oh, right? my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Aquaman is, I would put him at trying to think uh namor is like one of the class 100 right in the because he's gone toe-to-toe with the hulk yeah he's gone toe-to-toe with thor he's gone toe-to-toe with uh wonder man he's gone toe-to-toe with iron man who's been hooked up to you know uh, like the fucking city grid of new york (laughs) um and the thing he's gone you know the thing is is one of the the strongest uh superheroes there is too i would put um aquaman at about I don't know. Jeez. Uh, uh, maybe a little bit stronger than Spider-Man. I was going to say that that's probably what I would classify yeah. him as as well. Um, and he's got the – remind me because I forget the continuity with why, – why did he lose his arm and he has the hook? I, I forget. <laughs> like I remember um, it was ridiculous. But it I was. Just, it was pretty like, ridiculous. <laughs> he was fighting a guy who um, also had uh, the powers of – being able to control marine life, and they didn't want to listen to Aquaman. They were kind of hungry, and piranhas <laughs> ate his hand. Is that really what happened? That's what happened. <laughs> Piranha ate his hand because it was the 90s. <laughs> uh, it's a miracle they didn't put a pouch on it. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Well, well, you know, give him a couple. If, if the 90s had lasted 20 more minutes. I know. Well, because he, he would... had this costume, too, he has, which they, it's, it looks metal, right? It's like a again crop top kind of thing, and it like goes up his arm. He looks like it looks like cable kind yeah. of, but it's also on his chest. But it's clearly not. It's just a piece of armor, almost. It looks sure. like, but it, it only covers half, half of his nipple and, and not, his arm. Not even yeah. like the important part. Like yeah. his heart is still exposed. Yeah, his so. heart's on the other <laughs> side. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me take a shot at this Aquaman guy. Nineties designs, man. I'll tell you what. So Aquaman wins that one. More or less on a technicality. Gotcha. Because he drops a whale on he him. He does. Um, but I think we all know that in if they were really to go, no holds barred, toe-to-toe, Namor's probably going to rip him in half. Yeah. <laughs> um, or at least just, I mean, he's going to beat him. Yeah. He may take him a little longer, but he will beat him. And then this battle here is actually these first three are actually pretty straightforward. Flash versus Quicksilver. Right. I mean, there's no... There's no contest here. Uh, I'm trying to think of when did Wally get back his ability to. Oh, that's right. This is Wally. I forgot. Yeah, it's not. It's not Barry. Barry was always able to, um, you know, um, hit the speed of light. Right. But Wally had to work for it. Right. And there, there was a time when Wally didn't feel. Um, 
worthy. That is a good point. I had forgotten about that time. So this is when Mark Wade was writing um, with Wally, right, right? I guess, and he had and That's right, because he had that. There is a really gradual buildup to Wally getting his, like, his, unlocking his full potential, basically. Because he had to fight, uh, he had to fight against Barry's legacy. Right. Because I about that. Because Barry came back, only it wasn't Barry. It was, it was Thawne, Zoom. Yeah. yeah. Eobard Thawne. Which is like, what a, what a name. God. I know, seriously. <laughs> I fucking trip over it every time. My, my tongue is like, la, 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 la. <laughs> And, like, so th- these I always found fascinating because you never, when you think about, I mean, speedsters in the Marvel Universe really aren't a thing. There's like, what, three or four key ones, yeah. right? It's Quicksilver, it's uh, what's Wanda's son? Uh, uh, speed. Yeah, oh, Speed, right? <laughs> yeah, kind and of then, on the nose. And Speed Demon, right, who's like that also-ran Spider-Man villain, right? Yeah, or uh, it could be, uh, God, what, Wizard? Oh, Wizard, right, yeah, back who from, was like, the All-Winners squad. Yeah, supposed yeah. to be his dad, who got um, his powers from Mongoose Blood. Yeah, Mongoose Blood. That yeah, that's was awesome. The, yeah. uh, but he could only go, like, 65 miles an hour. Right, yeah. Which is kind of cool when you're like, eh, you yeah. know what? He's, like, a little bit better than the $6 million <laughs> man. That's okay. But then there's uh, there's a couple of other guys, like Thunderbolt, uh, who was... I think I know who that is. Uh, Bill Carver. Uh, he was Thunderbolt. He was in um, Power Man and Iron Fist. Okay, Heroes for Hire. Yeah, yeah. He he was like an assistant district attorney, huh. and he had a pretty cool past. But yeah, speedsters weren't a thing in um, in the Marvel universe. They're huge in DC. They're, they're, like, they're like a cornerstone of DC. Of you course, know? It, you can't have a crisis without a Flash. <laughs> so that is very true, and and and, it, and it's totally you know different too because they're all. More or less connected, right, by way of the Speed Force and mm-hmm. things like that. Whereas in, you know, Marvel, Quicksilver is a mutant, right? Speed is a is a mm-hmm. mutant. Wizard, you know, like I said, got the powers from the Mongoose blood. Yeah, right. Speed Demon, I don't I, I don't remember how Speed Demon gets his powers and stuff, right? So, so they're, they're like the gauges, right, are different. And they never really, they never, like Quicksilver you see it sometimes, but none of the other characters, um, for the most part, really utilize their speed in the same way that all the Flashes do, right? right. They're just kind of... Really fast, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And there, there's inherent power in that, right? Like they can, um, as as evidenced in Justice League Unlimited, you can, you got the Flash who, who's, if he hits you when he's going at, you know, Mach twenty, yep. he's gonna tear you a new everything. <laughs> so it was like, wow, that's that's pretty badass. So. And, you know, Quicksilver doesn't do that. He just hits you, like, 50,000 times. Exactly. And he just, yeah, and that's and that's pretty much his only ability there. Um, and this is actually what you pulled up is really cool. This was because one of my favorites. This, but do you understand? I, I don't know if you understand the, uh, the significance of this. No, she, what? Um, well, Jubilee was sort of uh, an homage to, or a pastiche to uh, Carrie Kelly Robin. Really? If you like look, when she at, started with Wolverine, you know, and that. well, if you look at the uh, the color scheme, uh-huh. yeah, it's red, yeah. blue, and yellow, which is Robin's color without the green. I never put that together. Yeah, I like and, that. Yeah, yeah. This one, I this the fight between Robin and Jubilee. Of course, it's Tim Drake Robin. I found this one to be cool because this one had a little bit of like 
continuity and the context of the story with it because they're, you know, they're two teenagers, right? And their yeah. little hormones are going crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't want to fight. She's writing in her diary about it, you know? And, <laughs> and, and it's cool because she thinks that, you know, she's never met somebody like Robin before. She thinks that she's got the upper hand because she's a mutant and she has powers. And Robin is just like within the blink of an eye, you know, does some Batman tricks on her. Yes, boom. He's a ninja. Yeah. I mean, for Christ's sakes. That's, you know. <laughs> this one I thought was interesting, too. And it, and it shows you for me, I feel like when you think about the fan voting on this one. Right. It's because at the time. Right. You know, Jubilee is in her Gen X costume here. They, Marvel was really heavily pushing Generation X. Oh, my God. Were they? Which. Was not very good. Like, like, let's it's, just be honest. It stank <laughs> on ice. It was um, actually. I like the concept. That I like it so much that they reinstated it. Uh, yep. The fact that the White Queen um, turned from evil. She's she was more selfish than evil. Yep. And you know they they made her and Banshee the headmaster and headmistress of the Massachusetts Academy, and it was Xavier's Academy for. Uh, gifted youngsters. Yep. So. The, the story leading up to Gen X, I actually really like where the phalanx, you know, had taken yes. over and the, you know, the expansion, they had to be Banshee, had to blow it up in his yep. wake, right? And he brings Sabretooth with him because there was that, that weird era where Sabretooth was like a prisoner, you know, in the, yeah, <laughs> the which whole is, thing. oh, that was like, so weird. And he needed uh, a, a telepath to, to make him feel good. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was like uh, psychic drugs. It was weird. <laughs> Yeah, so it's funny you, you would you would think that with how hard Marvel was pushing Gen X that the fans would have voted for Jubilee, but I think that's just gonna be a testament to how shitty Gen X was. <laughs> oh man, it was not one of their biggest sellers. No, I tried actually. I I read the whole big like compendium of it, and it was it was a slog to get through. Man, mm. I'll tell you what. Um, all right, so here's the first battle that really I think we can have some conversations about. Yeah. Because it's uh, it's Silver Surfer versus Green Lantern. Like we said, Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern. Again, this one, the fan voting, Silver Surfer winning, kind of surprised me on this one because I feel like you have, you know, Kyle Rayner now, right, I feel like is royalty as far as Green Lantern is concerned. Yeah, I, I would say that he's grown into the character. Back then, he was an unknown commodity. Right. Uh, he. This is what two year two or year three into his reign as the only Green Lantern that there is. Right, and I I don't know about you, but I was reading this at the time, and I loved Kyle Rayner as a character. Yeah, me too. Uh, I thought he was he was uh, not. I'm not going to say he was badass. He he was doing it because um, it it seemed like the right thing to do to right. him. And that to me is is important. I'm I'm more of I I appreciate a hero who does it be, not because he's forced to, but because he chooses to. Exactly. I like agree. Batman had no choice, you know. Uh, however, Nightwing did right, which makes me like Nightwing better because he had a choice. Batman was like driven by rage and anger, and I'm gonna it was single mindedly mm-hmm. doing this. Whereas Nightwing was like. I can I, I caught the guy like 15 minutes after I put on the Robin suit, um, and now I can do something else. But you know what? I'm going to stick with this because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And I'm also good with this guy who's a broody motherfucker, but, you know, <laughs> pardon my French, folks. Uh, but, you know, I, I can uh, soften his rough edges, which I, I, I'm like, wow, that's... 
Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's deep. That's pretty yeah. self-aware. Yep, that's deep. And uh, Kyle Rayner did it, and then he had the, um, I, I don't know, the, the misfortune of having his girlfriend who was by his side and who knew he was a superhero um, get stuffed into a refrigerator. Oh, and that's, yeah. That's... Um, uh, what do they call girls in refrigerator or women in refrigerators? <laughs> There's a whole thing about that in comics. It's like she's only there to advance the story and then they kill her off. Exactly. And I've never see, I, I didn't think that personally, I liked Alex. Alex DeWitt, I believe her, her name was. I mm-hmm. thought she was a great character. And yes, I was like shocked. It was it was very shocking that they killed her off that way. I was like, whoa. But it I mean, it focused him and I that's when zero hour happened. Right. Like right on the heels of that. And he didn't even have time to mourn. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, that is so shitty. <laughs> How horrible is that? And I'm like, wow. And I've met Ron Mars a couple times after that. And I never asked him, but, um, you know, I, I always kind of wanted to be like, where are you going to do it? Yeah. He, wrote he was this. one of the writers on this. Yeah. yeah. Him and Peter David. Yeah. Uh, but him, um, in, in year two or year three of being Kyle Rayner, the only Green Lantern, I can see the Silver Surfer kicking his ass still. I would agree with that, and I think that the from a comic book perspective, I think the Silver Surfer would kick his ass. I'm honestly surprised the fans voted for him because I feel like, for, for me, honestly, you know, the Silver Surfer has always been, like, he's done a lot of important shit, right? Mm-hmm. But I've honestly, like I said, it's it's like Thor for me. It's how this works. I've never read a Silver Surfer comic. Okay. Like I always feel like he's kind of on the peripherals. He's you know, so that his popularity and winning this vote was honestly a shock to me. I think it makes sense that he won. Mm-hmm. But my bigger question for me, at least, is why wouldn't it be Nova against um, Green Lantern? Green Lantern? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Was did Nova even have his own book at this time? That's probably why. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, you're right. He might not have his own book. And uh, yeah, I would have loved to have seen Nova going up against Green Lantern. That yeah. would have been cool. But it's the this, Green Lantern core of the Marvel yeah. Universe, you know. But also, um, I think because there was no Green Lantern core anymore, they didn't want to be like, okay, good point. You know, hey, let's let's drag this out. <laughs> but I think, um, am I? Am I thinking right? Was Nova still... Nova might have been out in outer space. Yeah. Could be. Um, this next battle is another one where I have a similar question. Why? Why these two? Why Electra and Catwoman? You don't need... Uh, because of sex appeal. That's why. <laughs> That's Sex sells, and this this was all about sex. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but it's... I, I don't think you're wrong, actually. Like, it's just... I mean, because it's not... I mean, you know, Catwoman is a, a skilled fighter, but, it, you know, and then they even call it out in the story. She's like, what the hell am I doing here? She's like, I'm not a champion, a quote-unquote yeah. you know, champion, right? She gets whooped up on pretty quickly because Electra is Electra. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's an assassin. Yeah. And um, she was actually a bounty hunter when she first started. Yeah. But then she became an assassin. Right. And uh, you've got Selena Kyle who doesn't kill. Right. And you're like, wow, that's... But I think it was because of Jim Ballant and Catwoman was pretty damn popular at this time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And this is this is my favorite Catwoman uh, costume. The the purple... Gotcha. I know, leotard, I guess, with, like, the... It's just simple and, 
it's just straight to the point. I like it. And then Electra, I mean, Electra's costume really hasn't changed in no, it's, 30, 40 years. It's yeah. red gauze. Yeah, red, red gauze. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, so this one was like, I mean, I'm glad this one was only two pages. I was like, okay, I'm like, <laughs> I can flip through this one pretty pretty quickly. Um, and then where? Okay, let's go Almost back. guy. There we go. So this is the one where I think we got to have the argument on. Okay. Uh, I, I don't least, think we're going to have an argument. I mean, we're going to agree, but argue with the writers, right? Oh, my God, yes. Wolverine versus Lobo. I mean, the only similarity here, right, is that they're both beer, drinking, cigars, smoking, dirt Jack bags, off, right? Yeah. Like, you know, but I mean, Lobo, hey, he can go, go go head-to-head with Superman. He has gone head-to-head <laughs> with Superman. He's, yeah, gone toe-to-toe. He's beaten the shit out of Superman, to be yeah. honest with you. And uh, if, uh, I think this is at that point where uh, in a legion... L period E period Jun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, Vril Dox had neutered him, had um, done something where his uh, the the Zarnian, mm-hmm. uh, if they if they were cut and they dropped a drop of blood, it would turn into a full blown Zarnian. It would be a clone of Lobo. What? <laughs> yeah, that was one of his superpowers. And it was like, I think when, um, not when he was first introduced, because that was in Omega Men number three, and he looked horrible. Um, but his he killed off his entire world because he was uh, bored. Yeah. And, and he's a dick. <laughs> yeah. um, and if he bled, he turned into, if, if you read like the super, I think it was, um, not Superman, it was the Justice League. If he bleeds, he bleeds, and right. he turns into more Lobos. <laughs> so, that's such a ridiculous power. I know. It is a ridiculous power, but it, that's that was it. And, you know, sort of, I, I think they were making fun of Wolverine's healing ability. Right. So it's like, not only you made me bleed, I'm going to turn into, and every drop of my blood is going to turn into another me. <laughs> so I mean, it's just sort of like absurd because the, I mean, he could just pick Wolverine up and throw him across the planet. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he doesn't even need to engage him in battle. No, no, not really. And I think, too, correct me if I'm wrong, again, you're trying to get the continuity right. Does, Wolverine has lost his... Has he, has he gotten his adamantium back at this point? Because it's hard to tell with the art. It looks kind of bony. I don't think he has. I don't think he's gotten his adamantium back. Because he'd only lost that uh, in, like, 94, I want to say. Yeah, and when... he didn't get it back until, like... I. Th- it was, was like after Onslaught. It was after mm-hmm. Heroes Reborn, I thought, right? Yes. Like 145? Yeah. Yeah. Wolverine 145, I think he got it back. And yeah, those do, do look like bone. They look a little bony, yeah. right? And and so, yeah, I mean, the, the contentious part here, right, is Wolverine, again, fan voting. So Wolverine mm-hmm. is obviously going to win here, more proper than Lobo. But, I mean, just from a, there's no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's absolutely no way. No. No. <laughs> Heartily agree with you on that one. Yes, heartily agree. Yeah, Yeah. if he had his adamantium, even if he had his adamantium, that would be like, that would be tough. Yeah, you give he has a a slight. I wouldn't even say edge, just less of a disadvantage. Yeah, no, that's a yeah, that's a good point. Less of a disadvantage. (laughs) Um, And then the next one is again equally contentious. Where again, not even sure why we're putting these two together. Storm versus Wonder Woman. Right. You know, I mean, I, I the Amazon bit, you know, fine, maybe. But there's 
I mean, Storm is at the height of her popularity, mm-hmm. arguably between the the X Men TV show, right, and yep. you know the the comics, Jim Lee, and everything else. But I mean, she's she absolutely with some lightning. There, there's no way that that Wonder Woman is going to lose yeah. to Storm, really. <laughs> yeah, won't give up, and then she gives up. Yeah, she gives up, <laughs> and you know what? That's I'm trying to think. Is this when Wonder Woman is going through like her, um, her period of doubtfulness like i doubt myself and she she lost yeah uh her could be uh, yeah well because it's, it's, it's interesting too you know i wonder if they do if they do this exact same concept today right fan voting right i think wonder woman is a lock here because she's hugely popular right more more so than she's ever been right now storm a little bit less so you know and then even back on the wolverine lobo thing i think that's more of a i think lobo is a little bit more you know at least, you know, elder comic fans like us, right, are more in the lobe over voting for that stuff. But, yeah, this one I found interesting, too, because it's like she, you know, she threw some wind and some lightning at her. Yeah. And and who cares? I mean, you know, she's Wonder <laughs> Woman, for God's sake. Right, like, especially considering with the, remember in the, in the movie when all of a sudden she can, like, control the lightning mm-hmm. in, her, in her bands, you know, and you're just like, yeah. hey, what's happening here? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, now, this is another one that... I'm not sure I agree with, but I do love Spider-Man, so I'm okay with it. Spider-Man Superboy. Because I never really quite got just how strong Superboy, this clone Superboy, was. Uh, he is... I'd put him on par with... Yeah, probably Spider-Man's superpowers. His his super strength. So it is a little bit more evenly matched than, yes. than you would initially think. Okay. Because he's half human, half Kryptonian. Right. Um, and his super strength has never been fully tested at this point right i mean there's there's no one like he was at cadmus and no one there is like hey let's let's see what you know how much he can lift yep and um and he has telekinesis too I yeah forgot, it's, I forgot it's about called that. Uh, tactile telekinesis right. where he can take shit apart by touching it right which is a really cool power and i think they like threw that away they definitely did yeah. i feel like yeah so okay, so this one is a little bit more interesting than I initially thought. And of course, you know they're they're both clones, mm-hmm. right? It's it's Ben Riley. So, and I mean, I, I love the '90s Ben Riley suit. I know. So I don't know. Would would, would you agree with Spider Man winning this battle? Oh yeah, yeah, I think I would too. Yeah, because uh, especially since uh, Spider Boy or Spider Boy, oh my God, <laughs> Super Boy, Super Boy is an arrogant little punk. Yes, at this point, like hugely arrogant. And uh, you know what he did was electrocuted him. Right. And this, is also, and this is also technically at the point in time where Marvel didn't know what the hell they were doing with uh, the Clone Saga, and right. Ben Riley was technically the real Peter Parker yep. that had been gone. Oh, that's going to be, oh, that's going to be a fun episode to do. Oh, we'll do that. The Clone yeah. Saga. Yeah. Oh, my oh God. man, that's going to have to be like a two parter. Yeah, definitely a two parter. <laughs> um, and then of course. Here we go. The one, the the main event, if you will. Yes. Right. Superman versus the Hulk. This was like you know complete. Complete fan service, right? Everyone's who's stronger, Superman mm-hmm. or the Hulk? But I mean, I think you know. So this is an interesting thing, right? Because this is Smart Hulk. It's Professor Hulk, yes. Stronger or not as strong as Savage Hulk? Uh, he's smarter. So I think he's probably not as strong because right. he doesn't get mad as easily. But he also fights smarter. It's like six and one, half a dozen yes. in the other. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, you know, Superman wins this one, obviously. Um, 
Well, Superman can fly. Right. Superman has a vast array of powers that the Hulk does not have. Heat vision. Yeah. Um, super speed. Although I would, I would tend to argue that the Hulk is, by virtue of his super strength, super fast. Correct. So, um, and you see, you see that when he, you know, he jumps across like a whole city, right? right you know, um, and I just like the the mullet. Like, look at this. Oh my god! Th- this artist, uh, Claudio Castellini, I think his name is. He like really accentuates the oh Superman God, yeah. mullet. It's just like it's a whole thing. But yeah, so Superman eventually wins that one. I think we can mm-hmm. all agree with that. This final matchup here, I found again interesting because I wouldn't have paired these two in a fight. Really? Yeah. These guys, I would they would have been my number one. You think so? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Why? Um, mainly because they're both. Um, well, they're they're both like the to take a a page out of Wolverine's book. They're both the best there there is at what they do. I guess that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Captain America wins. That's his superpower, and he inspires others to to do their level best. Right. And Batman intimidates people into doing their level best because he is also the best there is. So, um, this is one of my favorite. Um, Parts of the Justice League versus the Avengers. One of the epic of all crossovers. If you want to talk about fantastic crossovers, yeah. that is like the gold standard of uh, intercompany crossovers. Justice League versus Avengers. And they have uh, Buse- Kurt Busiek uh, and George Perez put up this beautiful scene where it's like um, they they throw um, punches You know where, where they first meet. They throw punches without any force. A dodge here, a feint there. Yeah. And, you know, they're they're moving, they're assessing. They're, you know, you know, and, and they're not and finally Batman says, All right, enough. It's like, it's conceivable you could beat me, Avenger, but do you want to? <laughs> but I can guarantee you it would take a long time. Yep. And honestly, do you want to? Yeah. And Captain America's like, No, you're not the enemy. He's like, I I Let's try to figure this out. That's awesome. It was, and you're like, holy crap! They didn't even fight, and Batman's like, all right, you could, yeah. And they they also did that in a uh, Batman uh, Captain America crossover that uh, they did. John Byrne did it. Okay, fantastic, wonderful, uh, just one shot. It had you had Captain America and Bucky go to Gotham City. To um, play, uh, I, I, I guess bodyguard to Bruce Wayne, uh, uh, because he was one of the people who was sponsoring the Manhattan Project. Oh, cool! So, and he's he's like trying to shake him, and you know the Joker's got um, he stole all this shit, you know, like uh, uranium and plutonium and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, and uh, he stole it for the Red Skull, and <laughs> he's like, hey, he's he finds out who he's stealing it for. And he's like, wait a minute, you're a Nazi. He's like, <laughs> yeah, but you're a lunatic. What What the yeah. hell? Why, why, are you, why do you even care? He's like, well, I'm, I may be a lunatic, but I'm a red-blooded American lunatic. Right. So, yeah, it was actually pretty cool. They had the same kind of thing where they were fighting. And he's like, whoa, 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 Captain America. You know, they're fighting in their right. uh, civilian clothes. And he's like, whoa, Captain, because he was um, 
Private Steve Rogers. Private Steve Rogers, right. And he's like, whoa, Captain, let's stop. And he's like, oh, crap, you're, you're Batman. That, <laughs> you know, I got you. That's so cool. I have to, I have to actually, I got to read that JLA Avengers crossover yeah. too. Um, so, yeah, so I, I yeah, they, they even make, they make mention of that in the book where Batman's like, we could be doing this for days, you know. It was yeah. like, um, and it was, of course, before the Captain America, I could do this all day line, you know. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, but then, of course, you know, the, the story gets resolved. There's the Amalgam universe. You get that. Let's and talk then, about the Amalgam, yeah, shall we? I, I loved reading this. I had, I never actually read, um, like we talked about last episode, I never actually read anything from the Amalgam universe. I recognized a lot of the characters, a lot of the promo stuff, right? But never actually read anything. And I got to tell you, I really enjoyed it. Like, some of it was not very good, but a lot of it I really enjoyed. Right. Uh, let's let's start here. The Amalgam Age of Comics, the DC collection. This is a, uh, a four-book uh, four set. Yep. Um, and such a pain in the ass to find. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't believe you actually had these. I know. Well, I've, I've been collecting some yeah. things in my life. Uh, this was the original was Amazon. Uh, it's... Um, we find out that Aurora and Diana were uh, sisters on Paradise Island. Right. And it's weird, right? This, so this one was one of the ones I actually didn't like. Really? Yes. Okay. Like I, I, gotcha. I, I liked the, the concept of the character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked that the, the way they did it um, in terms of her, her backstory. But the, like the story itself, it was just kind of like... The story itself was just a little flat where she, you know, she's mad at her father, right? It just, not a whole lot happened gotcha. there. But I do, I, I really like when um, the character of Amazon pops up in some of the other uh, yes. stories that we read, you know, eventually well, later. this was by John Burns. So right. You can, you can lay it all yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. And here's uh, Assassins, which is done by the, um, the people who brought us Daredevil. This story I liked. Dan Chichester, Chichester. Yep. This story I liked because it did something that a lot of the Amalgam stories did, which I appreciate because it was this one-shot, you know, little thing. They weren't afraid to kill people. Yeah. You know? So the one of the – what do they call her? Cat, uh, the, the Deathstroke – or I'm sorry. Yeah, the Deathstroke uh, Amalgam character here. I forget her name. Um, um, it was – she's Electra and – oh, my God. What the hell is her name? Um Dare. Yes. Um, she just dies. The The Kingpin Riddler character, like, kills her, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Like, just loved it because you, you can do that. And, of course, you know, Scott McDaniel's art there just, like, absolutely loved it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you. He was, he's amazing. Yeah. So this story I liked. It was, it was very straightforward to the point. Um, the Kingpin Riddler combination, that was interesting. Didn't see that one coming. Um, but I, again, I liked how you could get some of these stories where they weren't afraid to just kill some of these characters because they, what are they gonna do? Yeah, exactly. We're not gonna, yeah. And then they have like uh, Nathan Chase. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, a Manhunter built out of flesh and machine. <laughs> um, and it's yeah, it is so cool that they they did they killed a whole and he just like like crushes her head. Yeah, unceremoniously, just yeah. snaps. And you know one thing that I love that all the Amalgam comics did was they did they would they would reference other events that happened in this universe and they'd give you the comic like you know as seen in you know Amazon mm-hmm. issue the cla- yep. the now classic Amazon one twenty you know I loved because obviously none of it exists but I right. loved the little that to me was just a very kind of like fourth wall you know breaking cheeky thing. Yes. Uh, what did you think of Doctor Strange fate? 
thought that was very cool, especially because that's the one thing that actually tied into the broader, you know, story. Um, I liked how he's got his little band of mercenaries. Like one of them appears to be, you know, a Green Lantern mm-hmm. type character. Um, and then you, you know, it's Doctor Strange and Doctor Fate, right? But it, then it's Charles Xavier underneath, so it's like a triple. Which I I just I liked the concept of his character, where he seemed to be the only guy in the universe aware that you know this is not the way shit is supposed to be. But I'm going to fight to keep it this way because I like it. Yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that story. Yeah, this is really cool. And um, do we know do, uh, more? More do we know? Do you know? Because I sure don't. The the guy that they introduce in the story, um. Access that has the the piece of the celestial brothers or whatever. Yeah, he's the homeless guy, right? Yeah. Does he ever? Because they, they make it seem he's kind of like walks off from the sun. Does he ever appear in anything else? Yeah. Ever he does actually. Yeah. There come was back. there was a um, a couple of miniseries they did called All Access. Uh, okay. So yeah, and uh, that was yeah. I I agree with you on that one. That one's pretty cool, especially with the uh, the whammy that is like, oh my god, it's Charles Xavier. Yeah, that was a cool little reveal. I enjoyed that very much. Yes. And uh, what about uh, JLX? See, I thought JLX was very cool. Um, but of the, I think there were three X related titles in the amalgam there were. universe. I think JLX was my least favorite. Yes, I enjoyed it, but it was my least favorite because it was it was just a little too. The some of the uh, like the 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 hero combos I didn't enjoy as much right because I yeah. couldn't figure out you know like the the Martian Manhunter reveal right but he had the Bishop M like that mm-hmm. you know and I couldn't figure out who who the hell was Rogue supposed to be combined with because obviously it's Rogue a, and Gypsy I don't even know who Gypsy is Gypsy was a Justice League or Justice League Detroit okay. And, uh, yeah, Justice League Detroit was weird. Yeah, like West Coast Avengers? Uh, no, it was uh, right after, it was right before Crisis hit. Um, the All the, the big guys yeah. left the Justice League, so it was up to Aquaman, Aquaman, uh, Martian Manhunter, and Zatanna mm-hmm. to rebuild the team. Okay. So and elongated man, I'm sorry. So <laughs> you, got four, you got the heavy hitters coming out there. <laughs> and it was um, <clears throat> Vixen. Steel, yep. Vibe, and Gypsy. Okay. And Vibe, everybody hated Vibe. <laughs> oh, my God, did they hate Vibe. Um, guess who, Guess what you're reading next? Oh, yeah. Justice League Detroit. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there was uh, Gypsy who she could, she was like, a, she had chameleon powers. She could, like, blend into her surroundings and turn almost invisible. Cause that, see, cause, see that, that was one of the reasons why I didn't like this book mm-hmm. because, or, or liked it the least, I would say, because the character is just basically just rogue with black hair. Like, they don't really mm-hmm. even show her using any of those gypsy powers. Nope. She's got the rogue power of absorbing your, you know, abilities. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, that, so, so, yeah, the JLX was kind of, you know, it was okay. Yeah. I agree with you on that one. And the Howard Porter art didn't really stand up all Agreed. that well. Yep. Uh, what did you think about uh, our boy um, Dark Claw? Oh, loved Dark Claw. Not just because I enjoyed the story, and I honestly enjoyed the story in the other edition way more than the first one. Gotcha. Because it had the, you know, it had the... Uh, the animated series. Who's the guy from the animated series? The Bruce Bruce Tim. You know his style, right? Yeah. Like, um, and it was written by. Uh, I think I think that that one issue was actually written by the same guy that did the animated series. Um, but I mean, just this is the one character that, like, when you talk about the design, like, just 
perfect. Like just per like the com- com- combining the Wolverine and Batman designs. Not only does it look badass, it oh like God, it yeah. works. Like it just works. The adding the cape to a variation essentially of Wolverine's, you know, costume with the the different it, it just works and he's such a cool character. Yes. And uh hyena. And hyena, I loved that. Yep. I love that, especially considering too, because you know you're not used to seeing Joker be a fighter. So it was cool to see this kind of beefed up version of Joker in this, you know, but still kind of being the Joker, right? Yeah. You know. And then we got Super Soldier. Yeah, I mean, this one to me was just like it was all right. It was like fan servicey type stuff. You of know? course it was. You're kissing, uh, you're kissing everybody's ass. Yeah, here. and this and this one to me it was another one of the kind of I felt a little more lazy ones, right? Because it's. Basically, Captain America's costume and the shield is just the Superman ass. Yeah, like they, they even kept his hair blonde. I thought they would at least made him, uh, you know, black hair like, yeah. like Clark Kent, right? So it was a little lazy to me, but still enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, and it's red, white, blue, and yellow. And the I yellow, right? Yeah. yeah. And and they give him the super. That's the, I forgot yeah. they give him the Superman underwear. But the- yeah, there we go. Um, this is so weird, and it's like Lex Luthor and Red Skull. Right, the Green Skull was Green one of the Skull, characters. Yeah. yeah, it's like, come on. Yeah, and it's it's like, all right. I would have much rather seen the shit that they were doing back in the day. Like, uh, done it from, like, a past. Yep. Like, the his original Golden Age stuff. Yep. So let's, uh, next one up is uh, Bruce Wayne, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. I actually loved this one. This one was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. Loved it. it was Chuck Dixon. Uh, Carrie Nord. Love Carrie Nord's artwork. He yes. Is, and he's pitch perfect for this. Especially since they make you think that they take out uh, the green skull, which mm-hmm. they really don't. Nope. I mean, we know that you can't keep a, a good man down, but this <laughs> is Bruce Wayne who bought S.H.I.E.L.D. How awesome is that? I absolutely love that part of the story because it, to me, it makes so much sense because you can really think about it in the way that if he didn't become Batman but still wanted a way to, you know, do some kind of good in the world, like maybe like a less hateful version, right, of Bruce right. Wayne, he's got all this money. You know what? I'm just going to buy this big spy organization and be, you know, head number one big swinging dick guy, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, this this was one of my favorites. I really loved this story. This was fantastic. And, uh, yeah, because you got Nick Fury. He was like, I trained you, you whelp. <laughs> and I was like, all right, that's cool. And then you got Barbara and Dick Grayson. He, he's Dick Grayson is still his buddy. Yep. Uh, Tony Stark is here. Wait, which one was Tony Stark? Tony, right there. Oh, that's right. He's the guy in the chair. Yeah, because he had just he got he, shot. He man. got shot. Right, he's got the yup. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Tony and Selena Luthor, and she's got all these henchmen. the The bad guys are like Mister Freeze, but yep, uh, got and a the Bane. Man. Yeah, loved it. Weird. Uh, so many cool things here. Moonwing, Dick Grayson yeah. as Moonwing. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Barbara Gordon as Huntress. And you got all these other guys in here who are like, you know, they're yeah. the same guys. I thought Moonwing was such a cool combo because it's it's like a little callback to to um, I think both of the earlier iterations of those mm-hmm. characters' costumes. Like, Nightwing had that yellow, you know, bird on him, yep. right in the blue, and Moon Knight's initial appearance too was a lot more similar to that. He wasn't yep. always that, bl- you know, the white and black kind of right thing. So yeah, I, I loved it. I, that's a character I, I wouldn't mind seeing again. I really enjoyed that and. 
Bane and Nuke are uh, put together. Like, what a combo. So awesome. Yeah, this this story was top to bottom one of my favorites because not only was it a great story, but like the, the combinations, uh, the, the the amalgamizations, whatever you want to call them, they, they were like spot on. They made a lot of sense. I really liked them. Yep. And, oh, my God, and Jason Todd in here. Forgot about the Jason Todd. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And he even tells that story. Oh, God, yep. that was, yeah, that's really good. So this, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, bullets and bracelets. Gary Frank, great art. And you've got Frank Castle <laughs> and Wonder Woman getting together, uh, having a baby. So this one, I, like, I don't know how I feel about this one. Like, I enjoyed it overall, but at the same time, You've got the Frank Castle Punisher guy on. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he's on Apocalypse or whatever they're calling it in yep. the you know the universe, and then he's got the the Orion. Yeah, <laughs> like it just there's just a lot going on. Yeah, in you this got one. Thanos like, and Dark Side, uh, Thanos side. Which that was yeah, stop. which is awesome. <laughs> Some um, of the names. <laughs> Orion, yes, your your son. Hey, you know what? I knew him. He was a good guy, and it's like okay, that's pretty cool. Um, like it was a cool twist, but just again, who is the Punisher supposed to be combined with? Steve Trevor. Oh, like what's the point? Like, <laughs> I mean, come on. This is I the thought one. this is what they were doing, but I couldn't tell because what does what fucking Steve Trevor do? Nothing. He's just no, no powers. He's, yeah, no, like, he's, uh, he's a he's a douchebag. Um, Magneto and the Magnetic Man. I hated this one. Completely agree. I was like, why am I even? Why they even make this one? I did not. This one for me could have I could have done one hundred percent. Yeah, let's. Let, and this was this was a nod to the, um, I guess the age of apocalypse. That's what it felt like yeah. to me. Yeah, with like the Magneto with the long hair. Mm. Yeah, did did not like it at all. Gotcha. Speed Demon. This was pretty. I thought this was pretty kick ass. I really liked it too. Um, you had uh, our man, who hasn't been brought back yet. Which one? Hal Jordan. Yes, that's been brought back at this time. That's right. He was not. Yeah, I thought it was cool. And you had in those Wally West is in there, right? And uh huh. Um, Johnny Blaze. Yep. And it's or is it Barry Blaze? I think it was Barry Blaze. Yeah, I think they combined the two of them. That's why yeah, he's got Bla- the Blaze Allen. Sorry. Blaze Allen. That's what it was. Yeah, Barry. Barry weird. Blaze actually sounds better though. I like Barry. Yeah, Blaze. see, we could have done this. And Atrigan. So and, yes, and I liked the. It was it was weird seeing him in this context, but the. Um, Two Face, uh, Green Goblin character, Harvey Osborn, whatever they were calling yeah. him, or yeah, I, I or, or Harry, or, yeah, I Harvey liked, Osborn, yeah. There you go. I liked that character because it it was very much like a nod to the actual Green Goblin with his kind of psychosis, uh-huh. you know. Like, yeah, this this one I really enjoyed. And Silicon Man, yes. which I love. It's <laughs> Sandman and Plastic Man. Yes, was- how awesome <laughs> that! What a great. That was that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, Jesus, what is this dude's name? I keep forgetting. Um, it's he's like the Spectre, and that was pretty awesome. Which oh the um wasn't it? Was it who was the Spectre combined with? I forget. Mm-hmm. What do they, they who do they mix them with? Uh, Night Spectre. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, there were definitely a few. And the Collector. It was the Knights. Yeah, there you go. The Collector and the Spectre. Oh, that's what it was. He kept on. That's right. You're right. It was the Collector. Yeah, there were, there were a lot. Half the fun of reading these for me was trying to figure out who some of the combinations yeah. were. Because some were super obvious. Some were not as obvious. And I really enjoyed trying to guess. And that, that, like I said, that, with, the, with the JLX, that was one of the things I had a hard time figuring out with some of them, you know. Um, but 
This one, obviously. Oh my God! So much love for this one. This is a, this is a book Bizarnage. I would read. Yeah. Oh my God! No bizarre. <laughs> so much. Oh my God! I absolutely <laughs> adored this one. And you had the um, the challengers of the fantastic. Yes. Um, and you had uh, what the hell is his name? Dabney Donovan. Is he even? Oh yes, he's the. Um, yeah. Oh God, I can't think of the the newspaper guy. Oh, um, oh no! You're talking about um, where? Uh, Did, didn't they? Didn't they do a version of the bugle in this one that they had a? Yes. Uh, um, it was like instead of Ben Urich, it was like. Uh, where I, are you? Hold on. And Doc Ock is his friend. Doc um, Ock is his friend. I like that. This is so cool. And um, yeah, this is. He's like a minor celebrity, and he's got his little spider car, and, and he's yeah, he's Pete. He's uh, Pete Ross. And then what, what was it like? Jay Jonah White too? Then they combined. Yeah, uh, Jonah. Yeah. Jay Jonah White. Yep. <laughs> oh my God, this is awesome. Spider Boy was one of the ones where both of his books absolutely loved. Oh, blew me away. Yes, yeah. these I would guys read were this. Fantastic. I would read this in a monthly. Like that. Yeah. I wish they would just bring this. Just make it. Just that. I would read that. And there you go. Oh my God, face it, Spider. Oh, the insect queen. Them. The jackpot. Oh, my God. That was so amazing. And it was such a great joke. It was a running joke throughout the entire thing where it's like, oh, he married the spider queen yeah. or the bug queen or whatever. The insect like, queen. What? Yeah, yeah, the insect queen. This one I loved. This one was fantastic Ex- as well. It was X-Patrol, right? X-Patrol, yes. yeah. Doom Patrol and um, X-Force. X-Force yeah. More or less, yeah. It's Sh- Shatter Starfire. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. And uh, Beastling um, and... Uh, these, Niles so who, Cable. So who <laughs> that, that I oh god I loved it. Um, who was Colossus combined with here? Pharaoh Lad. Who is Pharaoh Lad? He's from the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, oh, that makes sense. That, you would okay. not. Yeah, no, no biggie if you don't know who it is. But I love this. This was Doctor Doomsday. Yes. Holy God, that's amazing. I know. And Dial Husk for Hero. That was my favorite. Oh, dear Lord, this was amazing. Mary Marvel. Yes. And. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved X Patrol. I loved every second of it. Mary Marvel Girl. There we go. That yep. is, oh, wow. It doesn't take the wisdom of Minerva to see that my telekinesis will sure come in handy here. <laughs> this is this uh, just so much fun. Yeah. Uh, and he, Niles Calder, Niles Calder, Niles Cable becomes Professor Xavier. Professor Xavier, yep. Yes, just so awesome. So let's go to um, The Last of the Marvels, The Challenges of the Fantastic. This was really fun as well. I enjoyed this one as well, too. Um, I, I love anything that kind of perverts the Fantastic Four. Yep. And uh, Galactiac, <laughs> the Silver Racer. Yep. This, I mean, it. there's so much here to love. Yeah, this to me was very, like, golden agey, yeah. which I, I really enjoyed. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't written in the same style that a lot of 90s comics were written. This felt like very, like I was reading, e- even the style of art, right? How the yep. the suits they were wearing, right, were a little bit more loose fitting, like the way Kirby used to draw yep. as opposed to like super tight spandexy style. Like everything about Challenge of the Fantastic, I really liked. Yes. And then more X-Patrol. Both X-Patrol books were great. This was fantastic. And this is Brian Hitch art. Yes, Brian Hitch so art. Gotta love that. And, and then just- you, you have uh, you have Nate Gray show up, or like the, the younger version, mm-hmm. right? Their, their version of Niles Gray. I forget what they called him or whatever. Yeah. Dead Devil, The Man Without Life. Yes. <laughs> the Silver Tornado. <laughs> The Atomic Black Knight, Swordsman of Past and Future. Oh, my God. It's so, it's so, so wonderful. Cool. This yeah. has is, is got so much just... Oh, so weird. I know. It's it's so beautifully weird. 
X stroke the eliminator yes. and Terra X. So she's like Terrax. That is so cool. And what do you got here? Oh my god, come on. Give me give me something there, uh Dial Husk. Um Oh, she becomes like an archer or something. Does she? Oh, that is so funny. She turns into like the uh like a, she 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 becomes like black and she's like an archer. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I forget what they call her, but it's it's super crazy and weird. Iron Lantern. What did you think of this one? This eh, is weird. It's weird. I didn't love it. Um, it felt like they were trying a little too hard to mash Green Lantern and Iron Man yeah. together. Um, the the concept of the character of Iron Lantern, like and that power set, makes sense and is cool. But the backstory wasn't. It it didn't really stick. For me, you know, and then having uh, having Shark or uh, King Shark and whatever he was yeah. combined with be like the bad guy in it, and there's and there's just too much going on in this story too, right? Then you also have the uh, wh- wh- who I think is a Guy Gardner, yeah, um, you know, douchebag kind of stealing the power Rhodes, battery, yeah. yeah, and it's like there's too much going on, and I didn't really love the backstory. Um, kind of like seeing Iron Man in, in green though; it's a pretty cool look, you know. Yeah, and uh, Mandarin Astro. <laughs> yeah, that, that was one of those ones like. They were out of ideas at that point, like they, they, but I was like, "Oh, that is so awesome!" It's, it's a cool, it's a cool look. The, it's just the name. The name is like oh, too course. much for me, Mandarin. Like Mandarin Astro or like Sarcastro. <laughs> yeah, right. And then we've got Magneto again, which I skip over because I just there's nothing to love about that, especially when they try to give you the the reveal when he's like, you know, we want to make you human, and then he gives you the names. Where's that? Where's that page? And they're like. One of them is like John Henry Steele, you know, or John Henry Irons. Like they, 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 he turns them into like humans that all of a sudden you now, re- yeah, like right here, like all of a sudden you now recognize Lance Vale, yeah, Snapper Jones, like it's just Debbie Walker, <laughs> John Henry Steele, yeah, there you go. It was just Lucius a, Richmond. It was just a big woof for me. Magneto and the Magnetic Men, or whatever the hell they called it, was yes. oh my god, yeah. this is just like ah. terrible, terrible, yes. quasi Modox. Oh my <laughs> that, that god! That actually was kind of funny. Quasi yeah. Modox was actually funny though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> yeah, skip but right this over one. That one. Oh my god, the Spider Boy team up. Oh, dude, this was Skavulture. my favorite. Skavulture. <laughs> oh my god, and this was. Uh, oh my god, this was uh, the Ladron artwork. Yes, phenomenal. Yeah, and this, this was Spider-Man 2099 yep. mixed with the Legion of Superheroes mixed with uh Miguel like yep. like Monel. Yep. It worked so well. Oh my god. And it was this to me was a perfect example of that that storytelling that I think is very unique to the Legion of Superheroes but also adding in that kind of like 90s flair to mm-hmm. it. And this is when you also get a bit of the continuity here where they're ripping uh, Spider Boy apart, literally, and he becomes Spider Man and Superboy, the, yep. the ones that we know. Um, but yeah, no, th- this one I absolutely love. The Spider Boy titles were just fantastic. Yes, and then 100%. we have Thorian of the New Gods. This was not my favorite. No, I agree. I like the concept of Thor and and, and Orion becoming together. I like the the stage they've set here. Yeah, but the the one issue, the book itself, kind of bland. Um, and you, yep. I don't really feel anything when he becomes a celestial at the end. Yeah, no one really gives a rat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then the final one was more DC. More yes, the more the finale to the DC, the Bat Thing. I loved the Bat Thing story. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. Larry loved it. Hama. Yep. 
and Larry Hama's awesome. And yeah, you got it's it's a little noirish. Yep. And you you get to see the oh my god the man thing the man oh, yeah it's so with, good mixed with the bat yeah and you and you find out the whole twist is that he's actually been protecting his family yeah. right and it's like it's just a cool a quick one shot story love this was one of my favorites right here Dark Claw Adventures oh, done in the Bruce Tim style it, yep it works like it somehow works and he's got the little Jubilee sidekick Robin character right I, I loved everything about this Ty Templeton and uh, Rick Burkett yes. And yeah, this has got everybody in the in the background, and you've got um, Talia Deathstrike, whatever yes. the they called her. Loved that. And then you get to see the Batcave, yes, which is so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, there, and it's such a, a it it looks like his Batcave. Like mm-hmm. Logan would have this as a Batcave, right? The only so. thing that's missing is a bar. Uh, Generation Hex. Speaking of them pushing. Yeah, um, I I loved the artwork in this because it was um, Adam Adam um, Adam Molina I think is whoever he was, but um, kind of cool, but uh, not my favorite. It really was not. Uh, Polina Adam Polina. Yeah, uh, Peter Milligan did a, a a fairly good job, but it's it was. You're taken out of it because it's from the the wild, wild west. Right. All of a sudden, you're in the wild west, and I, I like the twist where he finds a way to turn the robots on. You know, the people that were mocking him and his or that that you know killed him and his family or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, you didn't need all the additional characters, right, to do that. You could have just had the one guy do it, and it, yeah, it wasn't my favorite either. I agree. JLX Unleashed. This one I liked marginally better than the original JLX. I would agree with that as well. And I, I wish they had these opening scenes here with mm-hmm. the Fing Fan uh, Flame or whatever yes. they called them. Um, like like the Sebastian Shaw character. I forget whether it was something Sebastian, Sebastian he was. He was Savage Shaw. Savage Shaw, right, yeah. Yeah, him and um, Van, uh, Vandal Savage. Um, they, again, unceremoniously just killed them all immediately. Like, yeah. loved it. They just loved it. Would have loved to have seen more of those characters. I actually found sure. some of them kind of interesting, but loved how Fing Fan Flame just shows up and he's like, you know what? Pfft, bye. Yeah, don't <laughs> like you guys. Yeah, see ya. Yeah, you guys suck. And then you got Super Soldier and Amazon um, who are they're, they're cleaning up after um, a battle with the Just Judgment League Avengers, which is kind of a <laughs> dick name when you think about it's it. terrible. Judgment League Avengers. Like, I'm going to judge you. It's like, go, go screw. Yeah, it's terrible. The Judgment League was an awful name. Um, and then you get, yeah, this one, like you said, marginally better because you get more into that mutant story, uh-huh. right, where, you know, Amazon kind of identifies herself more with that side of the house than she does with the JLX. And then they end up kind of saving the world with, I don't know, like the Cyclops character has some weird celestial powers. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. Very, very odd because um, uh, it, uh, yeah, it, this isn't Scott Summers, um, but you've got Havoc in there. Yep, and he's bitching and moaning about all sorts of stuff, <laughs> and it's just so weird. Yeah, and yeah, and the rogue gypsy character again doing her whatever like it was moaning, bitching and moaning about <laughs> oh I loved you but you didn't love me. <laughs> like okay, whatevs. Yeah, we're done with that. <laughs> um, Loba the duck. This was, this was, um, oh my God. Um, I didn't love this story. I wanted to love it, but so I did So did I. Yeah. Um, it, they, 
I think you pointed it out. There were a couple that tried way too hard. Yeah. And that was one of them. Yeah, because like on the on the cover, you're like, perfect. Lobo with Howard the Duck. Ridiculous. Of awesome. course. I'm 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 into it. But yeah, they just they they missed the mark a little bit. I, I, I really wanted to love that story and I just didn't. It was it was almost too too weird. Not I don't know the right word for it, but it just it just didn't too disjointed. Yeah, too disjointed. Yeah. yeah like it wasn't it was trying to be funny, but it wasn't funny. It was trying to be brutal, but it wasn't brutal. It was just a yeah, didn't didn't work for yeah. me. And then we've got Super Soldier, Man of War, and this is a throwback as well. Right, to like the uh, all-winners squad. Yep. And I'm, I'm not a huge... I, I don't hate Dave Gibbons' art. I, I think it works well in the past. Yes, agreed. I like it for this stuff. story. Yeah. Um, so, and and th- this the beginning was really weird. Yep. About like, hey, Human Lantern. <laughs> uh, okay. Um I turn the power. Who are you calling my, human? <laughs> yeah, turn the power of my mystic flame to a new use. Dig in. Wow, give me some cake. And uh, it's just, it looks awful. Yeah. And you know, um, chish. So you've got, um, you've got Kent. Uh, is it Stephen Kent? Is he Steve Kent? I think they call him Steve Kent. Steve, yeah. Corporal Kent. Steve Kent is going to war. And uh, yeah, this is so weird. Yeah. It's the art style too that just like it, it's like you know this is taking place in the forties. Yeah. Like just everything about it. <laughs> and then you got the uh, the Howling Commanders, right? With Sergeant Rock, just um, you know, kicking ass and taking names. And then it teases the the Mega Metallo, whatever Lex Luthor Luther's yeah. thing was at the end there. Yeah. Which and and just why would he carry a shield? I, that's that's just so weird. That's the that's the part of that where I feel like again, like some of the some of the designs got a little bit lazy. It's like they knew they wanted to combine Captain America and Superman, but they didn't know how they wanted to do it, and they got real lazy with it. And it's like well, we got to have the S somewhere, you know. But yeah, you know. So there you go. And yeah, Herr Luthor, and I'm just like, yeah, this is. It's just, it was just not not the best of you know that lot. I agree. Uh, I agree. Sp- I, I got to tell you though, the Spider Boys. I, I could get used to Spider Boys and the X Patrol. I could read those yeah. and and Darko. I could read those right now. Yeah. Give me more of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so all in all, I I mean, this was like one of those successful ventures yes. between the two companies. And um, I had thrown this out there on oh god, back when Ming and I were still doing I Saw Comics. Yeah, what what I think would be a brilliant idea, and especially this day and age is if they did a crossover and DC and Marvel do a crossover, which will probably never happen again because, you know, so much litigation has to be done. Of course, yeah. But if they did, they each swap a character for a year. Oh. Can you imagine, um, you know, um, Captain America... In Detective Comics. That would be awesome. Captain America Comics. That would be awesome. Just one volume, one year. That's it. That and would be so cool. Then you could do another one in another year. And if, if sales were good, do it again. Yeah, do it again. Yeah. yeah. And you both split the proceeds. That would be awesome. You know, uh, yeah, Captain America. You'd have Captain America in all four of... Um, right, all the four Batman titles, all right? All four yeah. Batman titles. That yeah. would be awesome. And then you have... You know, Batman in the Avengers. Right. And, you know, yeah. Then you have Cap running around Gotham. He's got, um, 
He's got access to the Wayne fortune. Right. And that that would just be so cool. And have Captain yeah. America and Robin. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and he does not Captain America, he's not intimidating the bad guys. He's just he's just giving them pep talks. He's like, You should really quit smoking. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, Harvey Dent. <laughs> Harvey Dent, have you ever thought about, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you should go to law school. Oh, well, you have already. Good enough. <laughs> Half of you has. <laughs> um yeah, I think that that would be like a really cool idea, and have Captain America take over uh, the the planning of the Justice League. Right, he's their their strategist, and he like like knock heads with Superman as you know they're yeah you know they're on the battlefield. And well, Superman's like, Din, and he's like, I think it would be better if we yeah, okay, cool. Or I think it'd be equally as funny as like they get along. <laughs> like, yeah, Superman says something that Batman would normally disagree with, and Captain America agrees with. Him. Superman goes. Uh, oh, I like you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't you expect that. Out. You know, yeah, you can hang out here all, as much as you want. <laughs> I like you. Only a year? That's it? Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, a year in comic book time is exactly. like a week. <laughs> but I think it'd be really cool if you got to see uh, how Batman got along with Tony Stark. Yeah, how Batman interacted with the rest of the the uh, the Avengers. Yep. Because I think that. Um, I think that Thor would be like you're a you're a doughty warrior. Definitely, you know? yeah. You know he'd he'd respect him, and even if he's and Hawkeye, would be like, who's this douchebag? Yeah, and then we already have one rich guy. One punch. Yeah, this is one punch. <laughs> Just take out Hawkeye. One punch. The Guy Gardner situation. Pow. <laughs> that's how I hey. That's how I have to get your respect, right? Fuck oh, you, God. Yep. I would I would read I would read that. I would absolutely yeah. read that. I would love to do that, and, and then do it with other characters. Do it with. The do it with a team. Yes. You know, bring a Jen. A whole team. How about Gen X comes over to the... <laughs> and the dark side just annihilates oh, them. <laughs> You're welcome, Marvel. We got rid of a bunch of stuff for you. Skin? Ugh. Cutting that dead weight loose. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, uh, didn't, God. Didn't, yeah, we brought Maggot into Gen X, too, just for this. Zzz. All right, cool. You're done. Maggot. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, Marvel. The 90s. <laughs> I know. DC, 90s, too. So. Yeah, that's true. The, the 90s in general. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You guys are all just horrible. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, this was uh, a ton of fun, as always. Um, I don't think we, we didn't talk about what we got on deck next, so I got to figure that out. Let's do uh, Justice League Detroit. You're going to be, <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I am ready. All right. Justice League Detroit is our next adventure. I'm ready for it. Oh, I love it. Well, had a fantastic time uh, here at the stash, as we always do. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm Mike. And we read comics. We sure do. <laughs> <laughs>